Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 208 for the week of January 28th, 2012. I'm your host, Chris Perutier. This is RP Gamers' weekly podcast about all the RPG stuff you can take and more. And first off, I've got a bunch of people I want to introduce to you, including Anna Marie Newfeld. Mother Nature's a jerk. <laughs> and then a couple of people from jolly old England, or whatever you want to be called now. Um, John Yerworth. Commonwealth represent on this podcast. Commonwealth represent. And of course, new, but not forgotten. Wait, that doesn't make sense. We didn't no, forget him and we'll have him on again. That's the idea. Alex Fuller. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Uh, we might have some special guests dropping by at some point during the show, but until then, cool. I want to jump into some feedback because we got a ton of it from last week. Just an absolute ton of it. Um, so much so that it broke my computer. So let's start off. First off, Legendary Zoltan, maker of that wonderful segment about Aura Halcom last week, sent in this note. Nice show, everyone. I think that all members on this show could take a lesson from Emmanuel about how they voice their opinions. Emmanuel's the only one who can say that game may be bad to you, but others like it. Everyone else says, no, it sucks. That's a fact. Well, Zoltan... Wait, I don't do that. Your opinion oh, I wasn't sucks, here last week. And that's a fact. That's what I have to say about that. This, this, this post sucks, and that's a fact. <laughs> oh, he also, he also notes, I have a question about Skyrim. I only have a PS3, and you guys said the PS3 version of Skyrim is by far the first version. Can you please tell me exactly what kind, of, what kind of annoyances there are? Is it really that messed up? Then I'll probably go for Kingdoms of Amalur instead. What do you guys think of that? Well, Zoltan... I think you should wait until patch 1.4 comes out for the PS3 and then play whichever game you like more because that will probably take care of all the issues on the PS3. It's uh, it's an issue where the yeah. game gets like really slow and problematic and crashy when it, the longer you play because the save files keep bloating and stuff. So, Yeah, wait the slowdown is quite bad. <laughs> yeah, wait for the new patch and then make a decision. And just get the one you're more interested in. Shouldn't matter. Uh, Deadbo writes in... Oh, and about your opinion stuff, yes, we could all used to learn how to express opinions better and maybe one day we'll do that so keep us honest deadbo says actually chris you were right about the whole atlas gts being a promotion for both games gunier and girl answer earlier last year they announced gunier which i guess you missed due to the holidays and so i look and we had a story on it december 22nd no no no. i want to know how you missed this because i was like jumping up and down and bouncing on the walls because they're putting out another one of these games no you i I made a whole discussion. Oh, you weren't on the show last week. That's right. You fell no. asleep. That's why we yeah. missed it. Because Girl Answer was announced. And like, oh, Girl Answer's yay. But... Yeah, but I don't understand how you forgot the fact that Goomir was announced. Number uh, one, we talked about it on the podcast. And number two, again, I was bouncing up and down on the walls. I was well, everyone forgot about it. <laughs> Atlas did a bad job of pointing out. Who the forgot about it? No, we forgot. It, it wasn't just me. It was everyone else well, in the show. Well, too. You guys collectively suck. <laughs> we collectively suck. And that's a fact. All right. Master Chief writes in and says, what traditional gamer food staples would you like to see coming out of vending machines? I think it's a great question. He wouldn't mind trying a burger. Not sure I'd be able to order it with no onions or mayo, though. He also writes in and says, cinnamon rolls. If they can make a vending machine that makes a fresh, hot cinnamon roll, I'd be all over that. So, uh, in the thread, everybody kind of went nachos, 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 nachos. And somebody linked the best video of a pizza vending machine, which I thought was awesome. So I want to know from the panel, what vending, what food do you want to see coming out of a vending machine? <laughs> Nothing, Grilled apparently. Cheese. <laughs> Grilled cheese. Mm. What? You get I'm a couple a pieces pizza of toast machine. and some, some creamy Velveeta that just shoots out that you smother between them? Mm-mm. Anything you want, Quinn? John? No, he's disappeared. He disappeared? <laughs> what about you? He's by the way. Do they have any crazy good um, vending machines over in, 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 in Britain? Not really. It's all crisps and chocolate and boring. And boring. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. I'll go for the pizza. <laughs> you're, you're in for the pizza. All right. Yeah. I, I kind of want the hamburgers. <laughs> no, I don't, actually. Now that I think about it, it'd probably be a microwaved White Castle burger. Maybe not. I'll go cinnamon rolls. <laughs> we have nachos kind of at a at any late night gas station. You can I put a video up in the podcast thread last week. You can get how's that work? Oh, dude, go go look at the podcast thread last week. I got a whole video of how it works. It's like totally documented for you. Um, you 
Awesome. Unwrap the thing, throw the chips in a little paper bowl thing, put it under the dispenser, you press button, and nacho cheese comes out, press another button, chili comes out, and you just coat it how you want, you take it up, you give them your two bucks, and you got nachos. Wow. My cat is operating my iPad, and I don't know why. Okay, good job, cat. Did you put the fish game on for them? No, I didn't. I, sh- I should. Um... A good idea. I'll do that right now. So I want you guys to write in with your suggestions for food. I don't want to let this one die. I want good vending food, vending machine food suggestions because that's just too awesome, man. All right. So uh, Isaiah writes in and says, "Hi RPG Cast," and he doesn't say this, but he should. I'm the only one who followed your directions from your pre-Christmas episodes and am telling you what I got for Christmas. <laughs> I got a PlayStation 3 with Battlefield 3, and for the Wii, I got The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. Oh, Princess. It just looks, may have been a typo or something. Twilight Princess, which is, wait, Twilight Princess. You didn't get Skyward Sword? Hmm, must have already had it. So, yay, somebody actually told us what they got for Christmas. You guys all failed on that, other listeners. What's up with that? No one wants to brag, apparently. No one can top my box of crap games. Well, that's true. (laughs) So I've put the fish game on for the cat, and he's not... Oh. Oh. Yeah, he just noticed it. Okay. (laughs) Now he's completely into it. All right, good. (laughs) Um, Best of 2011 awards feedback slash Western RPG funk from... How's he sign off? Average Joe. Uh, Okay, this is a big one. First off, he thanks us for putting Bastion in the top place for RPG of the Year. That's pretty sweet. And you're right. That is pretty sweet. I'm glad we did that. Um, let's see. Quick question to follow up about Skyrim and WRPGs. I tried several WRPGs, and I like some aspects of them, but I think I might be playing them wrong. The JRPG encourages side questing uh, next to a so- strong narrative, while the WRPG puts side questing on display and narrative in the background. But when I play a WRPG, I still keep the mindset, hunt for the next secret side quest. Um, and I end up never finishing a significant part of a WRPG and beginning to wonder if it's not that WRPGs are better or worse than the classic JRPG, but rather require a different gaming philosophy. So, do you find that you change your gaming philosophy depending on the game, or do you basically follow the same patterns regardless of what game you play? For example, I like to power level and do all the side quests before moving on, which works great for a Dragon Quest title or Final Fantasy title, but basically ruins a game like Skyrim because the side quests are literally infinite. Am I the only person who runs into this problem? So what do you guys think? No, I have that problem as well. I, think I don't I, play I saw... WRPGs. <laughs> Is this why? <laughs> um, I think it certainly contributes. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Do you find myself going more interested in exploration if I'm going for WRPG. Hmm. When I play WRPGs, I tend to play stuff like Fable, which is very straightforward. Okay. There are side quests in those, though. You get distracted. Well, yeah. You get, like, yeah, buying yeah. every shop in the game and stuff. <laughs> oh, God. I'm not sure that's a side quest, per se. You make it a side quest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can get married, have kids... Have multiple kids, have multiple marriages. <laughs> That's kind of a side quest. Unlocks, yeah, I think by the time I finished Fable 1, board. I was married to everybody that I could be. In Fable 1? Yeah. <laughs> could you have multiple marriages in that one? I think I tried it, if nothing else. <laughs> I remember being a philander in that game. Mm-hmm. My cat actually got one of the fishes in the fish game. Simon wins! He only got one of them. (laughs) It's not designed for the attention span of a cat, apparently. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. So I think this is a great opinion because I have the same issue in Skyrim because I'm always like, I need to finish all the side quests, right? And when you think about it, it's like, well, why do I feel that way? Because this game's about a narrative and stuff, right? And the side quest, well, it's about having all these side quests, but you're supposed to seek out the narrative. I don't know. I don't even understand. Maybe the games are all broken. They all suck. That's my that's my new statement. <laughs> what do you guys think? Is that a fact? Uh, uh, yeah, fact. Fact. They all yeah. suck. 
All right, Katie, I need the iPad. We've got a we got a voicemail here. Let's let's do this. Inbox. So here we got a voicemail from Draconis. Um, I'm only going to play the first part because the second part is. Um, I'm not going to play the second part. <laughs> it, he makes some uh, lewd jokes about trails in the sky, and you guys can probably all imagine them in, in your head. Hey, RPG cast. This is Draconis. Couple of things. First one, 3DO actually did have some RPGs. In fact, there was a couple of legendary ones. Two uh, very rare Dungeons and Dragons games, to be exact: AD and D Slayer and AD and D Deathkeep. They also had a few Japanese RPGs that were a little bit quirky. All right, so there you go: 3DO RPGs. Yes. Do those count as RPGs? The D and D games. What is this? I don't even. What you don't remember them? <laughs> therefore, they don't count. <laughs> I don't know what oh, 3DO is. That isn't what Sorry. I said, but sure. <laughs> okay, well. Apparently none of us have a strong opinion on this. Yeah. Apparently that's not. Be- I don't know. That's before <laughs> my time. Yeah, you found them, Draconis. You win. <laughs> that's all I got to say. I don't know if anyone wins playing those games, but you, you win. He said there were some Japanese RPGs, too. I don't know if they're any good, but let's see. Ooh, let's see. Oh, let's... We've had we got a chat room here, and they've been contributing better than we have. So let's see. I want a battery vending machine. All right, let's 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 review. Someone wants a va- battery vending machine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. Uh, they're talking about radiant history. I don't know why. Button skipping. What the heck? Okay, Elf King says he always does the side quest first. And games like side quests are made for exploring, so you're supposed to get lost in the side quests, I guess. Funitman says, I want to see a WRPG play like a JRPG in terms of non-open world linear narrative and unique battle system. I also get rid of generic dun-to-death D&D monsters. I want to see exotic wildlife. You know, because the holders aren't exotic, apparently. Um, Well, isn't the irony there is that didn't Final Fantasy originally crib off D&D to make their monsters in the first place? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Major says the AD&D games on 3DO were RPGs. I know as I had them. The Japanese ones, according to Woomp, was Lucien's Quest and Guardian War, and they both sucked. And Major says there's also a JRPG called Powers Kingdom that I had. Uh, Woomp said the first two were made by Microcabin, and that's why they sucked. (laughs) Powers Kingdom equals Guardian War, he also clarifies. So, there we go. Uh, 3DO still sucks for RPGs. All right, Ocelot, it's time for our quest of the week. Journeys in the Dark is the subject this week, and he says, Dear rocket-propelled grenades, last week I spent most of my time playing Klingons of American Racing. That game is amazing. You, on the other hand, were doing some Amalur game. I guess not everyone gets to have fun all the time. But more to the point, you answered my questions with zest and gusto, even recommending that your entire audience try out the Descent Journeys in the Dark board game, a fabulous recommendation that by itself deserves major bonus xp woohoo on to the questions best gaming hardware peripheral headset keyboard controller foot scrub etc that you recommend something we just can't live without dude i can't live without my foot scrub i want the foot scrub accelerator <laughs> yeah i want that for um like gran turismo you know you're, not only are you driving but your foot's getting clean that'd be great what is- um I would say headset just because there has been numerous times that I have run into people that they're playing a game on on Xbox Live and don't realize that um, their um, connect is picking up their voice. <laughs> so you just say the, you're, you're going to pick as best gaming hardware peripheral the Xbox 360 headset? I just want to clarify this. No, headset in general. <laughs> no, no, you can't pick headset in general. Why not? You Connect. need a specific <laughs> no, piece no, of hardware. What? No, let's let Ocelot decide. All right, Anna goes with headset, the concept of a headset. Uh, let's see. I can tell you I spent some time this week trying out a uh, a discounted uh, steering wheel that I picked up for my PS3, and I've been playing that with uh, Gran Turismo, and I realized that um, it, it'd be much more fun if I had foot pedals and I don't have foot pedals. So, steering wheels, kind of fun. It's nice to have forward force feedback on your steering, but ultimately, it still doesn't feel like driving. 
Maybe because I didn't turn up high enough. But when I did turn up high enough, I couldn't drive because I just suck. So steering wheels, don't use them if you suck. That's the lesson, I guess. No? I don't know. I need a, I need a pick. I need a pick. Keyboard? Uh, the, what? What? I would John, say a, a de- decent quality gaming mouse, maybe. Ooh, I use that all the time. My Logitech MX518. I have a Rat 5 myself. Yeah. Hmm. That's a good that's a good pick. If you're a StarCraft have, like, player, you need a good a $10 keyboard. $10 POS. Mm. <laughs> if you're a StarCraft player, you need a keyboard with like buckling springs. I got a horizontal I got a horizontal scroll wheel on mine. Hmm. Horizontal scroll wheel. No, seriously. Is that horizontal useful scroll. for something? Uh, I use it for the switching between targets in World of Warcraft. Oh, that's not bad. I like that. Have to try that. I need more buttons. Yeah, because I have a uh, oh, sort of where my thumb rests. If you if you use your mouse right-handed, a horizontal scroll wheel and two additional buttons. So there's select target, I think auto run and attack. Yeah, I use auto run on the mouse all the time. Yeah. Let's see. Someone says solid controller design for the win. I consider a PS2 or PS3 controller the best peripheral. Says just Doug. So hmm. Hmm. I prefer the 361. Elf King and, and apparently Alex also say the 360 controller is better. You know, that's, that's what I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick the wireless receiver for my PC that lets me use my Xbox 360 controller. Yeah, well, I think in, gen- in, general, in, in general, what you're looking for really is just a, a decent controller or a, a controller appropriate for the task. You know, because you wouldn't try and. Controllers. I liked last generation. Mad Cats had a mini for every console, and I loved it. I had them all. It's because you're three foot tall, so Shut up. it doesn't work for most of us. the The nice thing about the 360 receiver is that it works with like pretty much everything, and that isn't always the case with controllers on the PC. Well, I guess it is, but oh, yeah. I, I don't know a lot of good wireless options that are reliable. Uh, yeah, well, as I said, you just basically the pick there would basically be the controller appropriate for the job because you wouldn't try and play StarCraft Two with a 360 controller. No, but what you're seeing nowadays is everyone's designing them to be compatible with 360 controllers. Yeah, and so that leaves you most of the time getting a wired one, or you find that little wireless receiver, which I think may have gone off the market or is only available bundled in with the controller now or something crazy, and uh, that's the way to go because then you can sit on your living room couch. Oh, I'm, with I'm your still computer going in another I'm... room. I'm still old school, and I still have a, a wired uh, USB adapter for my PS2 controllers. Oh, wow. Oh, that's because I bought it, like, years ago. So. All right. <laughs> Worst RPG stereotype you wish would just go away? Uh, would I be... Would it be Angsty protagonist! The entirety of Tolkien fantasy. No! Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Just, just go away. I'm no, because then I have postmodern, fantasy. ugly, Cthulian monster designs when we get away from traditional so fantasy monster designs. It's Lovecraft, sir. I don't want Lovecraftian horror monsters. Too Things bad. with upside-down faces and crap. <laughs> That's what we're going to get if we get rid of a um, Yeah, but they did were good. Did you notice the aliens that we were killing in the... Yeah, I did. That's what okay. I'm thinking of. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we found upside down face aliens in Star Wars last night. Yeah. Just 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 Tolkien fantasy. It can just bugger off. Oh, you're so wrong. Which RPG stereotype would I get rid of? I like them. Um bad English voice acting. Does that count? <laughs> it's kind of an RPG stereotype, right? No. Yeah. I'm going with yeah, it you anyway. Can, you can Screw have that it. one. You can have that one. I'm going with it. <laughs> Favorite computer-controlled pet, sidekick, party member, or buddy you've had with you during an RPG game? What was their name, and what made them so much fun? Huh, that's tricky. So some people might say dog meat and fall out, or let's see. That little fluff ball in Grandia. Poo-poo. Rah-rah! <laughs> Poo, I think is its name, actually. <laughs> Uh, can I can I nominate Carbuncle from Final Fantasy XI? I yeah. cleared so much of the game with that guy. Mm-hmm. Just just me and Carbuncle against the world. My little three tailed radioactive squirrel. I'd probably go for the sniper Aww. guy from New Vegas, who I can't remember the name of. 
My cat is mastering the fishing game. Oh, they got another one. Hey. Wow, that's like three of them now. Good job. Um, oh, and people just added me on Game Center. Oh, jeez. All right, so <laughs> some people might say IG-88 in the Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic game. Who likes talking about meat bags? But apparently nobody on this panel. Isn't that HK-47? Well, whatever. IG-88 is the I've, guy I, I in, was going to say, I haven't, even, I, was, I haven't even played Knights of the Old Republic, and I know whatever. that's HK-7. Who cares? <laughs> it's a droid. He doesn't deserve our respect. <laughs> To which he'd probably say, neither do you, me. Yeah, I know, but. exactly. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Favorite computer-controlled pet? We can't go with um, the puffball from Xenogears because you control it at times, right? Oh, Simon, you won. My cat just won the fishing game. Now he's, just, <laughs> now he's looking for the fish. Proving that didn't... Simon is smarter than you? Yes. He couldn't. I had to start it over <laughs> for him. He couldn't figure out how to start it. There you go. More fish for you. Uh, let's see. Uh, what are we doing? I don't know. This sucks. Why can't I think of RPG RPG buddies? Because most RPGs don't have buddies. Is there like one that's supposed to be... Hmm. Favorite pet? <laughs> yeah, HK47 was a party member too, so that fails. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, they're party members, aren't they? Well, it does say favorite computer control pet, sidekick, party member, or buddy. Oh yeah, yeah, All right. cool. Yeah, you Win. All count. right, then I'm going with uh, I'm going with the little puffball that gets crucified in Xenogears because I'm it's set. so disturbing. I'm picking, I'm picking Carbuncle from Final Fantasy XI. All right, Anna. I'm still going. I'm going with Pooh. Going with Pooh. Alex, what do you got? I'm going with the sniper guy from New Vegas. <laughs> just, I can't the he's name just off. a dude with a sniper rifle. Yeah, it's got it's got a name, but I can't remember his name. <laughs> well, he obviously made quite an impression on you. But then Snipe, was, sniper oh, guy, Snipes. Oh, Let's call him Snipes. What? I think it was Boone. Okay, I think his name was Boone. All right. Well, yeah, just so we Ken. got Choo Choo, Carby, Pooh, and Boone. Is that his Carby. name? Boone. All right. Yeah, major agrees with me. Oh, and if, if Noodle was here, she'd say Kirby. Yes. Yes. So I haven't heard much about Torchlight 2 recently. Is the developer getting a case of Blizzarditis? Says Ocelot. Um, no, they announced um, in November that they were in the process of polishing. No, no, no. Get off the computer. Sorry. <laughs> My cat graduated from the cat game to trying to destroy the podcast, so I had to stop him. So no, what about November? Um, they announced back in November that they were in the midst of polishing and would not be able to put it out in 2011. Um, they just had a couple of interviews this last week with Max Schaefer on a couple different websites. And they actually had a uh, design and armor contest um, at the start of January. And they were actually only supposed to pick one, but they had so many good entries. They are now picking multiples and they will have them in the game. So, so that's what that, they've been doing. In other words, that tells us absolutely nothing. It's not out yet. It'll be out when it's done. I don't know if they're pulling a blizzard per se, but I mean... Sounds like a blizzard to me. Yeah. <laughs> Former they, blizzard they employees are, are waiting until their game and, is done. <laughs> no, it's they are in the midst of polishing and do not wish to give any further estimations because people take the estimations as set in stone dates. Hey, that is what Blizzard does. That's like exactly what Blizzard does, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is THQ Doom? Do you care? Uh, yes, for one reason and one reason only. What? The Homeworld series, which is still in uh, oh. Relic's care. Or, well, uh, I think um, THQ are responsible for Relic, the developer. And, well, I wanted a new Homeworld game, damn it. But we we also need a new Saints Row game. No, no, screw Saints hey, Row. Chris, I want you should more really homeworld. That. I should finish Saints Row, shouldn't I? They're also publishing the Southport game. Oh, they are. Yeah, apparently. Oh, that's uh, Obsidian. They're doing Obsidian published by THQ, huh? Yep. Well, you know that's not a big deal though, because if that falls through, someone else will get the rights. That's true. They're also doing Darksiders too. 
Yeah. No, that's a good point. Well, that's a lot of good stuff that they could be bringing out. But wait, Homeworld. When are they making a new Homeworld game, John? No, I want them to make a new Homeworld. They're not going to make a new Homeworld game. They should. Doesn't stop me me from wanting them to, (laughs) damn it. And maybe we'll get one of the anime-based Super Robot Wars over here someday. You know, or you could just keep, (laughs) you know, taking peyote. You know, I don't know. (laughs) I hate you so much sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh... I think my cat has got a ti- gotten tired from playing the fish game. That tells me it's time to move on to the news. Nipponichi has some news this week about leg Legacista, which I guess is some sort of yo. It's Legacista in the hood. I don't what Sista. What is it? Legacista. I don't get it. All right. It's Cladun HD. Oh, it's it's Cladun. <laughs> It's, HD, just, pretty it's much. just an HD version of Cladoon. <laughs> okay. It's on the PS3, and they want to let you know that Tio from the Legend of Heroes series and a dwarf from Class of Heroes will be in the game. And that's two different deve- that's like three different developers' characters in one game. So that always works out great. See um Cross Edge, right? Wasn't that that wonderful game? No? I don't know. They're yeah. one of those ones that was sold only in a GameStop. Uh, all right, Star Trek Online. Maybe I'll get you guys with this story. Star Trek, Star Trek Online went free to play last week. Did any of you pick it up, download it, try it out? Uh, well, technically, I was already playing it. But... Well, but now you don't have to pay. Yes, right? indeed. Yes. Are you paying? No. No, okay. <laughs> Are you having fun <laughs> playing? Well, I had a discussion with a couple of other of the um, RP Gamer staff during the week, and I've always felt that the general problem I've had with Star Trek Online is they have a really, really good license, and they just don't make, they don't do enough with it. You mean it, by the setting game, their the game, game is, completely outside of a time period where any of the characters from the license exist? Uh, well, that's not quite true, but because oh. <laughs> a lot of it builds on expanded universe stuff instead. But um, it's just kind of like the game is. Okay, and that's it. It's like you you have a really good, a strong license, and you make a game that's okay. It's not horrible, but it's not brilliant. It's just well. Usually, when you have a strong okay. license, you make a game that's crappy, right? I suppose they may have done a slightly better job than, say, quite a few like video game tie-ins. And there's a, I I, I think I remember referencing a specific. Um, it was like one of the older Star Trek game series where you actually took control of your ship and blew up Klingons. I try and remember the name of the series. Starfleet Command was it? Um, there's um, a few like of an those. old the old PC game Star Trek Command, late nineties. Starship Commando. Starship Command. Or yeah, whatever. whatever. Um, Doesn't matter. And uh, the game kind of if, if if for someone who enjoyed those series back when they first came out, Star Trek Online just kind of it's a nice little stopgap, but. As I said, the game's not great, but it's not terrible. At least it's gone free. To, at least it's gone free to play. You know, charging money for that was probably a bit over the top. My other cat is now playing the fishing game, and I think that's more people playing that game than there are playing Star Trek Online. So sweet. <laughs> oh no, that's mean. So there's a uh, new season of content that just came out, too, for Star Trek Online called ARMS. And what I heard that was actually kind of cool about this is that there's, like, user-made missions now, including one. Uh, Yeah? I was going to say Star Trek Online has the same thing that City of Heroes does. Because Cryptic totally cribbed that from City of Heroes. Well, so they, the, including, like, I was hearing on Giant Bomb, he was playing a mission where... Uh, it has a simulation where you meet you meet uh, Barkley's daughter, right? And that's uh, it was this cool thing happening in the holodeck, and you don't know if it's actually based on Barkley's real daughter, assuming he ever had one, or if he created a, a real daughter just in the you know, just in the holodeck, just because that's the kind of crazy thing Barkley would do. <laughs> so you know that's, that yes, sort of yes, stuff it, sounds cool. Yes, it is. So it sounds like users are making better content for the game than the game designers. <laughs> oh, it's quite possible. <laughs> So if, you, if you're playing that, go check out those sorts of user-created missions. See if you can find some good ones. Uh, Harvest Moon is hitting up Europe. So 
Rising Star Games is a European publisher that I've been jealous of for a while because they've got some cave shmups going on. They announced they are bringing out the latest two Harvest Moon games in Europe. Tale of Two Towns for both the 3DS and DS, and Rune Factory Origin. So I guess isn't a Harvest Moon game, but still. Um, that's going to be... a spin-off, I think. It's a spin-off. Known as yeah. Rune Factory Tides of Destiny in North America. And it'll, that's a PS3-only game. Uh, yeah, it's Wii and PS3 in North America, but it's only PS3 in Europe. Oh, right, right. Uh, let's see. will be released solely on the PS3 in quarter two, 2012. And we don't know... They're also... Yeah? Sorry. They're also expanding into North America. I know. That's my favorite news of the yeah. week. Rising Star Games has opened an office in California, and they are bringing over a Kai Katana, the latest cave shoot 'em up for the Xbox 360. Oh, my gosh. I'm really excited about that. So... Um, I don't know if Axis gave up on bringing those things over, but now that we have a company that seems more dedicated to them, yeah. that mainly makes me happy. Of course, those aren't RPGs, so I probably shouldn't linger. I don't know. You guys hear about like hearing about non-RPG games? Mm, occasionally. I'm asking the listener that and waiting for them to respond. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Got a lot of uh, different responses from that one. We should probably keep moving. Ah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Ken Rolston. We, uh, we interviewed Ken Rolston like... I think he's the lead designer in Kingdoms of Amalur. He's obviously rather important to that game. We've got an interview up. Go read it. Here's I'll give you a taste of it. Uh, tell us something great about the game that we couldn't see in the demo. There's some epic music that accompanies the boss fight at the end of the Well of Souls, but it couldn't be heard in the demo. Also, players are in the sh- shallow end of the combat pool during the demo, and the combat system only becomes more fun and engaging as the game goes on. There are some epic boss fights with unique mechanics that can be found later in the game. High-level crafting is also interesting. And uh, let's see. And other things as well. Read the interview for more. I just want to give a plug for that. Anyone excited for Amalur? Yeah, I am. You are? Yeah. You should be. I don't know. Okay. Good. Uh, kind of yeah. indifferent. Indifferent? Totally indifferent. Been... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How about The Witcher 2? to Mac. <laughs> you guys like Witcher 2? No. All right. They do some. They do some really good press materials. Yes, they do. They do a lot of good things. Uh, Witcher Two, excitement for Witcher Two is out there. May not be on our panel, but a ton of people have loved <laughs> Witcher Two. It's coming to the 360 finally, and it's going to be. They announced that it will be the enhanced edition. It'll span two DVDs with three hours of new content. It also come packed with an audio CD, a quest handbook, and a world map. Um, there will also be a limited dark edition that includes all that stuff I just said, along with a making of DVD, some stickers, a Witcher medallion, and an art book, all packed into a thick cardboard dark edition box. Uh, they guys have been known for doing good collector's editions. There will also be some Xbox Live avatar items and other bonuses that will be available from different retailers. However, say you bought it on PC. On the same day that the 360 version comes out, you will get the enhanced edition for free, it, you just download it, and you'll have the enhanced edition, which I assume will come with the extra content and like the the audio CD content. Just you get to download it instead of having a CD, that sort of stuff. Probably a PDF of the world of the quest handbook and world map. That's kind of what they did with the first game as well. They've been good about treating their customers really well as far as giving them all the enhancements that they add to the games later for new editions. I wish other people would do that. You know, game of the year edition comes out, and everyone gets the stuff that was part of it. That'd be cool. Yeah, GOG.com is selling the game at 15% off if you want to jump on board The Witcher 2 stuff. It's thirty three ninety nine in the U.S. until February 9th. So that is out there for you. Vita news. All right, so I'm getting the first edition bundle for the Vita. It's 350 bucks. It includes the 3G version of the system. It comes with little deviants, a 4-gig memory card, and a case for my, P- for my Vita. Um, that's fine. But what they've done is taken the week later, like the actual launch day 3G Vita, and kind of pimped out the, the bundle that you get with the 3G version of the Vita. So this will cost $300. It will come with an 8-gig memory card now, an AT&T data session. So it's basically, it's essentially a month of access. It's 250 megabytes of 3G access. It's or one month, basically, depending on what you exceed first, I'm sure. And one unnamed PlayStation Network game. So they are valuing all those things that they just threw in there, the memory card, the wireless crap, and the game for fi- as $55. Therefore, you're kind of ahead 
buying the 3G version versus buying the $250 Wi-Fi version. So they're trying to get sweeten the deal on that 3G version to make people want to get it. So does this sound like something to make you interested in the 3G version of the Vita? Uh, no. <laughs> Not really, to be honest. No, I'd probably just buy the regular version. So the memory card and stuff, it's like, well, even though you need to buy a memory card anywhere, you're like, yeah, I'll still, yeah, I'll just go with the Wi-Fi. Well, I have to wait and see what the price is in the UK anyway, so. Yeah, that's it. Oh, they still haven't announced them? Don't, uh, don't I don't think, think so, so, no. No, I don't, they've announced no. the general price for the system, but I don't think they've announced yeah. any of the bundles yet or special. No, bundles. I don't think I they've remember. even announced, they haven't even announced the operator, I don't think. So this was no, the, they haven't actually. And this is probably US only anyway, so they may not even be the Oh, only what, with the 3G stuff? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, well. Do you, have they announced the 3G providers in Europe yet? No, no that's what um, I just said. They hadn't. Oh, they haven't. Well. They haven't just. Oh. Ew. It's kind of late, isn't it? Do you guys get it in February too? Yes, I think so. Hmm. They need to get on that. Yeah, we yeah. All right, Netflix. So remember back when Netflix was like, hey, hey, this is going to be awesome. We're going to double how much you're paying for a service, and we're going to split out of the DVD stuff to a new site called Quickster, and we're going to start offering game rentals through them. And it's going to be great. And everybody on the Internet said, this sucks. And they said, well, what are you talking about? We didn't say anything. There's No, we're not doing Quickster. We, no, no, it, it didn't happen. They still charge you twice as much, but still. Um, all the other stuff, they basically ignored. It didn't happen. We have no plans to do it at this time. And this week, they clarified that uh, the video games also fall in that category. Uh, we are, have no plans to do uh, video games in addition to DVDs and Blu-rays. So, uh, Netflix no longer doing DVD, uh, uh, video games, and that kind of sucks since Gamefly is kind of okay, but it would have been nice to have Netflix and all of its speedy delivery times and stuff uh, involved in the video game rental business. Um, I know the British people don't care about this at all, but uh, I'm kind of disappointed by this. Because an all-in-one where I'm getting Blu-rays and games is more useful to me than signing up for dedicated services. Oh, I, f- I just realized that's a soliloquy. You guys don't care at all. All right. Redbox is cool. I'll just, I'll, I'll just throw in a plug. Redbox is still cool. You can rent games from that. Um, go do that. Or rent games for a week from Blockbuster, assuming you still have a Blockbuster in your city, which I do not. So, whatever. BlizzCon! They, uh, Blizzard, let us know about BlizzCon. Specifically that there won't be one this year. And I'm guessing that's because there's nothing to announce, really. They got a bunch of games coming out, but nothing new, so... Uh, they kind of blew it all last year, didn't yeah. they? <laughs> And they've been known to do this in the past. Some years they'd be like, no, we don't need a BlizzCon this year, so we're not going to do one. Yeah. Okay. No BlizzCon. Sadness. Anyone disappointed? Not especially because BlizzCon doesn't happen in this country. <laughs> he could have traveled. Oh, screw that. You could have swam. Come on. Holiday to Canada versus Anaheim. Come on, that's not even a question. You go to Anaheim. Can no, Vancouver to versus Anaheim. Vancouver wins. Yeah, yeah Vancouver Anaheim's does near win. a bunch of other stuff. You travel around. Tour the coast and become a hipster. That's what you do. Uh, let's, let's not. All right. Well, how about some more bad news for the Vita? And I'm sorry I didn't organize this better, but uh, you know those uh, 3G data plans we talked about a couple weeks ago where it's 15 bucks a month for 250 megs of data and $25 a month for 2 gigs of data? Yeah, AT&T says, um, yeah, we've decided to change our entire lineup of plans across all devices, and that includes the Vita. It will now be $30 a month for 2 gigs of data. Yay! Because that makes it more appealing. <laughs> So I guess that's part of why the $55 add-ons for for the 3G bundle, since it's looking more and more crap. Uh, speaking of crap, Mass Effect is putting out action figures. <laughs> oh, you were saving for that, weren't you? Oh, not really, but I love it. So check this out. Upcoming batches of Mass Effect action figures from Big Fish Toys will include downloadable content codes for Mass Effect 3's multiplayer mode. 
They're slightly randomized during the registration and could include powerful new weapons and new characters. So this only affects the multiplayer. And the first batch comes in April slash May. It includes Shepard, Grunt, Thane, and Tali. So they will, uh, they're about seven inches tall. They're from Big Fish Toys again. And let's see. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's terrible. These bonuses are only offered for Xbox 360 and PC, not for PS3. Oh, wow. That that's sucks. Awful. <laughs> and to get the... F- wow. It's, is it only available that's... in the set of four? Oh, I hope not. Let's see. <laughs> the pack could also include character boosters, weapon mods, and weapon upgrades to make your multiplayer squad uh, stronger. Uh, the given the $75 price tag for the set of four... It's not wow. the cheapest way to get your hands on Mass Effect <coughs> DLC. I was going to say, uh, uh, your distribution, Bioware, your distribution methods suck. Well, I mean, they'll still have normal DLC. This is kind of yeah. like Skylanders. Like, you want to buy something and get something in the game for it. I, it's it's actually not a terrible idea. Is it you, multiplayer you buy, only? Uh, that's Unless what it you're a PS3 player, of course. Yeah, but. it says multiplayer only, and if you're a PS3 player, okay. it's nothing only. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not against this. I, I think this yeah. is fine. Like, if you're going to get if a statue and they mind. give you some little bonus in game that's not that important, I'm okay with it. If it's the yeah. only way to get this stuff and it's actually important, it'd be a problem. But these things don't sound important. Yeah, I don't mind if it's multiplayer. Because I cause, doubt that well, they're going to make it. That. <laughs> yeah, I doubt they're going to make it the only way to get really powerful in multiplayer is to buy their action figures. I'm pretty sure um, there's going to be another be, way. It would be hilarious if that turned out. Now, to be if true. that were true, we should have a big blow up and everyone get upset. But I doubt that's going to be the case. <laughs> More things are pre-coming like Skyrim or Skyrim Skylanders. <laughs> right? Skyrim. Someone just messaged me and was like, "Oh my goodness! I thought the Mass Effect figurines were totally a joke. They actually thought it was like a a, a fake article." Yeah, if only. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, sorry. Major in the chat room says, it's an awful idea if it gives some players better weapons than others. Not very fair in a multiplayer environment. Well, like I said, you should actually yeah. wait and see what it's actually giving you. If it's better weapons yeah. that others can get by just playing the game for an hour, is that really that big of a problem? <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. If it's better, if it's the same as downloadable DLC, you can actually just spend money on, then it's pretty equivalent. I don't know. It really depends on how exclusive these things are and how hard they are to get otherwise. Oh, Magicka has an expansion. Another expansion. They just keep having more expansions, don't they? Yeah. So this is another one for $3.99. This one's called The Other Side of the Coin. And you'll be put in the shoes of Alucard the vampire and his necromancer followers as they describe... We disrupt... talked about this earlier. No, we didn't. Yes. No. Alucard. That's, we, that that's before, before we the started recording. A... Oh, <laughs> sorry. And his necromancer followers as they disrupt Vlad's proposed peace between humans, dwarves, and elves. Uh, the other side of the coin, or T-O-S-O-T-C, yeah, that's really short, uses the same objective-based progression as vietnam and adds a new challenge map for the necromancers and you can use a necromancer in pvp and the announcement promises a new environment with distinctive elven architecture and since i read that verbatim credit to shack news <laughs> <laughs> lotro also having an expansion which as you guys know lotro has lord of the rings online lotro has been free to play for some time it's bringing out the riders of rohan expansion and it will be or is it rohan Rohan? I don't know. Rohan? 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 Rohan. Rohan. Level cap will go up to 85, and there'll be new locations such as Amun Hen (laughs) and Fangorn Forest, and a new mounted combat system. I really want to play Lotro. That that level cap sounds distinctly familiar. Yeah, 85. (laughs) (laughs) The same as WoW. I want mounted combat. That sounds cool. I want to try that. But I probably have to, like, level to 85 to be able to do it or something crazy. Probably. Hmm. Ride into combat atop your loyal war steed as you defend the people of Rohan, or if you're a hobbit, a royal, uh, your loyal war pony, uh, as you defend the people <laughs> of Rohan from the forces of Isengard and Mordor. Customize your war steed's armor and level its skills over time to aid you in the mounted defense of King Theoden's lands. Mount your steed and gather your fellows to fight against war bands, contingents of roving war riders that have been scouted all over the place. 
yeah, all over the plains of Rohan, it falls to you to head off and defeat this new threat before they take over the land. So here's my problem with Lotro. I want to do that. I would really like to do that. Do I have to now go and spend the rest of my my spring and summer leveling to 85 to be able to experience that stuff when it comes probably. out in September or whatever? Hmm. I'm going with probably. Yeah. You need a new way to jump. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm prepared to be proven wrong. but No, you're probably right. Lasai. Oh, Nintendo has an announcement. They announced a bunch of crap this week. Um, first off, the Wii will have NFC support. The Wii U, rather. The Wii U will have <laughs> NFC support. So what's NFC, you guys are asking me? Think RFID, yep. but like cooler and like more secure and stuff. I think that's the idea. So NFC is something that people can use to pay. So you could associate your credit card with your phone somehow and just swipe your phone like if your phone had nfc support you could swipe it over a little pay terminal and you could pay with it without having to get your credit card out and stuff that's that's something you could do with it other things you do is just transfer data some people use it you take a bluetooth device to your cell phone you tap them together and your bluetooth device is now synced to that cell phone like they used nfc to handle the syncing for you so now you can just use your bluetooth headset instead of having to do the annoying syncing stuff where you type in pen codes into your phone um for the Wii U, they haven't really said what they're going to do with it other than it's going to have NFC support. So you could do things like Skylanders just right with the Wii U remote, with the Wii U package thing. Ooh. Um, but who knows? It's going to be up to developers how they want to use it. Um, you may be able to, they're hoping they can create cards and figurines and exchange data with the system and even enable direct payments. So you could tap your phone to your Wii U and buy more Nintendo points, for example. Because <laughs> that's what you've been waiting for, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I left my wallet Nintendo on the t- I left my wallet on the t- table and now I'm bankrupt. <laughs> my Wii U is next to it, siphoning off all my money. Uh, let's see. Oh, they also announced, and this is crazy. They're gonna do a Nintendo network that actually will replace Nintendo Wi-Fi connection, and will actually apparently almost not suck. Uh, uh, this this is going to be one of those I'll see it when I you know I'll believe it when I see it kind of things yeah there someone made a topic about this on the forums and like the first 10 answers were basically all variations of I'll believe it when I see it no 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 no. guys you're going to have a user ID no more friend codes that's new. Yeah, yeah. That's nice. Yeah, <laughs> see? That, that in and of itself is like, oh. It's already an improvement. <laughs> it's already yes. an improvement. Um, <laughs> it will have the communities that Mario Kart 7 has. These are cool. So uh, if any of you have played Mario Kart 7, there's communities. You put in a code for the community, It bring and you can automatically join games with uh, people who've also put in that code on their thing. It's kind of like a friend group as a lobby rather than a friend code for a just a person. So everybody in RP Gamer can put in the Mario Kart 7 RP Gamer community code I have up on the forums, and if you're all online, you join that community and just play with other people from the Mar- RP Gamer community. And that's cool, and they're going to expand that apparently to other games is the idea. You can do add-on content sales, so DLC, um, which is something Nintendo's been sorely lacking in. They will have preparing for digital distribution of package software. So downloading full retail games is what that sounds like. And as we already mentioned, personal accounts for the Wii U. So this the system... If might... this um, gives people an opportunity to patch their 3DS games, that would be very, uh, very nice. This is for the Wii U, Anna. <laughs> I know, but I'm hoping that they... Ex- I'm hoping that if it's successful yeah. for the Wii U that they well, expand it out. Yeah. Maybe for the 3DS Lite. I thought Maybe. they were going to include it on 3DS. It says, Nintendo has no set launch date for this feature, but notes that the concept was built into the design of the Nintendo 3DS and will be built into the Wii U as well. So you're right. There's a chance okay. there'll yeah. be a patch and we'll get decent online support for the 3DS. Yeah. I think that will be a case of... Cool. Believe it. Believe it when I say it. So that'll let you play games like the Heat Rhythm from Final Fantasy and pay, you know, a dollar plus for every single song in the game because that's what you wanted to do, right? Oh, totally. Yeah, did you hear about that? The heat rhythm is like mostly DLC. It's like, yes. Yes. 
I was really excited about that game. Final Fantasy Rhythm game, but if I have to pay for every single song, I'll probably do it, but I'll be sad about it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that game's aimed at me, so... Eh. All right, Kingdoms Amalur, one more thing for you. So you know how EA's been doing this thing where they give you these codes with games and you enter them in, you get some sort of bonus, and it's a, a way of rewarding you for buying the game new instead of used? Oh, Yeah, they sort of give you online stuff. Like Mass Effect 2 did this, and it was really good because you got a lot of crap for putting that code in there, right? Well, they have it on all their sports games. They get the online pass. And with with Mass Effect 2, it was cool because it was stuff they made after the game was out. It was additional DLC that you got for free. And with the Madden stuff, do you get additional stuff they make after the game comes out? Um, I think they just give you updates. I think the sports ones are less interesting. The sports ones are kind of crap, actually, because they're shutting off the games after one year nowadays. And it's... Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, here's what Reckoning's doing. They're locking seven quests that are on the disc and saying you can't play them unless you put in the code that you got with the game. Hmm. It's a whole House of Valor faction quest. So I don't know if that's a big deal. I mean, the game's got hundreds of quests, I think. So this is a big deal. I don't know. But uh, you Uh, don't get any of that, those quests or their rewards unless you put in the code that comes with your game. And, you know, the thing that some people are really railing about is that this isn't even an online game it has no online component but then again neither did mass effect 2 so eh. big deal not a big deal i think between that, the two <laughs> I, yeah i I'm, I'm not gonna blow up the universe over it but i don't think it's gonna be completely brushed off i applaud developers that are looking for creative ways to fight piracy yeah. I mean, this is it's it's clearly an experiment. And I mean, I can't fault them for trying it. Um We'll see. We'll see. Okay. I I have a wait and see attitude. I'm not going to like I said I'm not going to kick the crap out of them for it. I'm not going to applaud it either. People are but assuming you'll be able I to understand buy... where they're coming from. Yeah, people are assuming you'll be able to buy the code after the fact. Like to. five bucks or something. Um, usually they're ten to fifteen for for other games that do this sort of thing. For seven quests. Well, it's it's not for it's for the codes, like whatever it is that they're locking up, like the Catwoman stuff in Arkham City was fifteen bucks if you didn't. Yeah, have the but co- I mean, we're that that's a whole new character and a bunch of other stuff. We're yeah. talking about seven quests. Well. I don't think it's going to be ten to fifteen dollars. That's what not it's unless always it unlocks been. a bunch of other stuff. That's what it's always yeah, been. Yeah, but EA I mean, games. just because that's what it's always been doesn't mean automatically the next time it's going to be like that. Yep, no, that's true. Well, and uh, our own Matt, uh, Michael Cunningham pointed out on Twitter today that you know EA or rather Bioware has been doing this since Dragon Age and uh, and or EA rather I guess because they own Bioware when these games came out. Mass Effect Two and and yep. Dragon Age also locked out content if you didn't have the codes mass effect 2 had the the code it had an entire character right yep. out right out the gate that was locked out if you didn't have the code and yep. uh what did uh dragon age had um shale and stuff yeah yeah shale hmm. <laughs> so it's nothing new so would you rather yeah. have characters or quests if they're going to restrict you from having something which would you which would you prefer to have for which would you prefer them not to restrict I prefer not to restrict characters, I think. So you'd rather have the characters? Yeah. Okay. I'd yeah. rather have the character. So this one's better for you then? Yeah, I prefer it's this way. Quest. Yeah, it's just a quest line. Who gives a crap? Oh, this code also unlocks your bonus Mass Effect 3 N7 inspired ba- Shepherd's Battle Armor. Yeah. No, who cares? Okay. <laughs> 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 All right, just making sure. All right, well, let's move on to what we've been playing this week. <laughs> Um, I'm going to toss it to Alex first because he's usually not here. I have been playing Asalia the Eternal. Oh, what? What, what the what? It's a visual novel slash RPG hybrid. Hmm. Which I think. Oh, this is the one that it was an H game in its original incarnation, wasn't it? Yes, allegedly. Okay. Well, I say allegedly. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yes, <laughs> yeah. there's no allegedly about it. This was an H game. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm pretty much. 
Well, where do people get this game and is it any good? I think you can only get the game from the guys who localized it, which is Just USA. I think that's the only way you can get it at the moment. Uh, this is a PC game, I assume? Yes, it's PC. I think they've got a PSP port, but that's Japan only at the moment. Okay. Where Where is it? What's their website? Uh, Just USA. Hang on. Um, not... You probably just Google search that. Too. <laughs> no, nothing's coming yeah, up. Just Just USA dot com. J A S T U S A. Oh, Just. Yeah. All right. I heard Just like to Just yeah. and laugh. Oh boy. Yeah, they seem aimed at a certain demographic on their website. Cosplay yes. Fetish Academy. <laughs> <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah, they are. Yeah, this is. There, there's some question yeah, about whether or not this would be safe for work. So be careful going here. Yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they sell Rady. Oh. Or they talk about it. And that is definitely not safe for work. <laughs> yeah, be careful about that, guys. All right. This first game is safe for. Is all is ages, it? though, so. All the hate stuff has been cut out. Ah. Yeah, it just joins the long, the long, uh, the long list of games that were originally H games and now aren't because they've gotten a wider release. I mean, it's actually pretty good. <laughs> what's the name of the game? Because I'm going on here and uh, I don't see Acelia the Eternal. Acelia, it's not even on their front page here. Uh, Shop. Okay, dating sim games in English is their slogan. Um, Acelia the Eternal. There it is, way down yep. there. Okay. So that came out in November, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm actually on the last mission, mm-hmm. so I'm pretty much close to completing it and will be writing a review at some point. My Girlfriend is the President is another game. Aliens have landed, <laughs> humanity is brainwashed, and your childhood friend is the President of New Japan. Peach Princess presents this ecky romance comedy adventure by Japanese maker Elcott, coming to you in its official uncensored English version. Wow. Found a great site here. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay, there we go. Yeah, but ignoring who published it, it's actually quite good. Okay. (laughs) Acelia, got it. Aside from that, I've been playing Front Mission 3 a bit, actually. Mm -hmm. I'm enjoying it. That's it, pretty much. Cool. Sorry, <laughs> uh, just that's interesting. Somebody found He's a. He's busy buying a game. He can't podcast. No, I'm not. <laughs> I, somebody linked us to JBox, which looks like a friendly version of JList. Oh, yes. JList is, is very, there. very porn oriented. And J-Box looks yeah, to J- not be... Yeah, J-Box is the one you want to go for. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Oh, they they have got a boob mouse pad, though. Uh, from Toho Project, actually. <laughs> they want... There's, f- a character I- in that game, there's a character in that game that has breasts. Opie. Um, and $58 they want for that. Fuck, you know. It is not worth $58. <laughs> <laughs> and that's on the safe site. Jeez. Okay. Interesting definition of safe they've got there. Mm-hmm. Oh, do they actually have an English version of Canon? No, can't be. It's probably in Japanese and they don't tell you. Jerks. All right. So, uh, what? Yeah, I was, just, I was oh, just remembering which game that was. It was the guys who did Air and Clanad, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, same people. Yeah. I only know because of reading Mega Tokyo and he referenced it at some point. <laughs> Whatever. So that's uh, that's uh, that's what Alex has been playing. He's opened our eyes to a whole other world we didn't know existed, and we're probably better off not knowing existed. But Acelia <laughs> sounds like an easy game, and you should you should go check out that one, Acelia the Eternal. Uh, Anna, what have you been playing? Please say something safe, like Harvest Moon. <laughs> She's uh. playing, playing something with ducks in it. Oh, she's been playing Where's My Water. What? Where's My Water what? for iOS and iPod. 
It is a Disney game with a little crocodile, and you have to figure out how to get the water into his bathtub. Okay, then. It's ridiculous, and it's awesome! So they just released new levels called... Um, um, what is the new levels called? Just do 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 Gotta go this way. Oh, come on, slider. Cranky story. And Cranky is the bad crocodile that ate through the pipes and created the where's my water problem in the first place. So you have to go through the levels and some of them you have to do backwards and yeah. Some of them you have to make sure to waste all the water instead of getting all the water in and it's been fun so far. I quite like it. I've been playing a lot of iOS stuff. I finished Backyard Bounce, and I'm almost done Cat Physics. I think I'm on level 93 or 94, and my tiny tower is almost 60 floors tall. And I just bought my fourth island in Dragon Vale, and I'm kicking but hanging with friends. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of iOS stuff. Did I beat you in Hero Academy? Yeah, I beat you oh, in Hero Academy. Oh, you destroyed Acad- me in Hero Academy. <laughs> Um, and then I've been playing the Old Republic, so I got the 25 and can't afford my speeder, so I need to PvP and get some money together. Yeah. And is there anything else that I've been playing this week? Yeah. Other iPhone I finally games. went back to Final Fantasy IV, The After Years, but I want to actually get some serious time into that and finish it. Okay. So I think that's everything I've been playing this week. What about you, Chris? I've been playing Quarrel on iOS, which seems like a fun combination of Scrabble and Risk, but I didn't play it that much, so it must not be that fun. Um, I played Triple Town, which seems really fun, which is about building a town, but it's also like a match-three game. Uh, That's free on iOS. I highly recommend trying that one out. Was that free? Uh, It may have been a dollar. I take that back. I've also been playing Hero Academy, which I suck at, which is really fun and cool. It's like a little strategy game. Um, turn-based strategy game that you play asynchronously, kind of like you play Words with Friends. You get a notification when it's your turn, and you're you're trying to defeat your opponent's crystals with all your units, and you d- beat their units, you beat their crystals, and eventually I just lose in Fiery Death. Um, so that's great. And I'm playing lots of Star Wars, lots of PvP and stuff, and nothing interesting to say other than I got my mount. I did have enough cash for my speeder, so. Oh, and for those who also play iOS games, my game center is Pause RPG. Yep. I'm Nabuo, N-U-B-U-O, I think. Is that what I am? Yes. I think so. Yes. My little Simon cat is my picture. Let's see. Um, what is the... Oh, it's John. What have you been playing? Hello. Uh, I've actually mostly just been alternating between a bit of Eleven and a bit of uh, World of Warcraft. Oh. That's actually about it, really. What have you been doing? Wow. Um, well, when I log in, I actually I've, I haven't actually done that much at the moment. I'm just leveling my Death Knight because Did I never you... actually got round to leveling one. Oh, so you haven't like done Deathwing or anything yet? No, no, I, I'm still gearing for Deathwing. But you can. I, I am gearing really, really, really slowly. Ah, you haven't done the new dungeons yet either, then. I have done the new dungeons. I just okay. don't have enough gear from them yet. Ah, well, it won't take you too long. Uh, no, it probably won't. Cool. You should uh, do that. No, I, prob- I probably will. I-, I just don't think it'll happen this month, because I'll be busy with other stuff. I've got to write my dissertation on World of Warcraft, remember? Mm. So yeah, that's, gonna- that's fun. Wow, there's a lot of kanji training games from Japan I could buy. I don't know what oh, I'll do with um, that. A couple of those are really good, apparently. I don't know which ones, but... Uh... They're all in Japanese, though, so... Well, of course. But... <laughs> I have to learn Japanese before I can do these. <laughs> I, remember an old GBA, I remember an old GBA one called uh, Mojipitan. Mojipitan. Which, okay. which was... Uh, it wasn't a kanji trainer, but it was for making... Um, it, was, it was a word, like, use the hiragana and the katakana to make words kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So there was no, I don't think it was any kanji at all. I think it was for quite low-leveled... Like it was, it's probably a game designed for kids kind of thing. But you could, if you were learning Japanese, it probably could be quite useful for learning some vocabulary. So, yeah, that's cool. Well, I think that brings us to the end of our show. If you'd like to leave us feedback that we read earlier in the show, you can 
contact us in a few different ways. You can send an email to podcast at rpgamer.com, or you can send us an MP3 file. We'll play it right here on the show. You can call us at 608-729-4098. We'll play, play your call right here on the show like we did with Draconis's. And you can also leave a message on our message boards at board.rpgamer.com. Go to the latest update section, find the podcast thread, and we will read it and uh, pick some of those, reference them in the show. Uh, what do we got coming up? Um, oh, Final Fantasy thirteen is coming up, right? Yep. Thirteen two comes out next week. So, should be talking about that. And what else? Anything else? Nothing else? Uh, I think, is that everything? I think yeah, so. Yeah, I think that's it. So thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back next week. Um, I really love doing this show, so I want to hear about from you guys about things that you want to see new in the new year because it would uh, be cool to do things that you like to do and try out some new um, ideas, new segments, anything you got. Send them in to us, podcast.rmpgamer.com. Let's uh, give it a try. And uh, with that, make sure to check out the Best of 2011 awards that we have up on the site. And uh, and also send me harassing emails and tweets to get together all our, our best... Uh, not best, but our most active reviewers and stuff for another another best of debate show where they can all throw their opinions around because that's always fun to listen to. Anyway, oh, we'll yeah. see you next week. Um, until then, goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye now. Bye. Bye.